parents are giving a party tonight and they want you to come to it. The pixies are coming too, so be sure you look your best, won't you? Gilly took the letter and read it. How lovely, he cried. Thank you so much for asking me. But oh dear, I wish I wasn't so ugly. Grace. Yeah, you are rather ugly, said Grace, looking at his friend. But if you bought a new coat, Gilly, and wore some nice beads or something, you would look much nicer. I can't have a new suit yes. yet, sighed Gilly. I've got to wait till next month, and I haven't any beads at all. Have you? No, answered Grace. But I say, Gilly, I've got an idea. What is it? Do tell me, begged Gilly. Well, come over here and I'll whisper, said the grey rabbit, looking around to make sure no one was listening. Listen, you know where the old wizard Conrad lives, don't you? Well, he's got a wonderful necklace. It's made of all yellow and red brown stones. It would look simply lovely on your brown suit, Gilly. Oh, said Gilly. But he wouldn't lend it to me, I know. He's a dreadfully cross wizard. Well, if you like, I'll get it for you. I can burrow into the room where he keeps it, and then I can bring it to you. He'll never know. You can easily put it back when you've worn it, said Grace. All right, answered Gilly. It's very nice of you, Grace, and I shall look lovely at the party. I'll bring it to you tonight by this little pool, called Grace. Hopping off as fast as he could. Gilly felt very excited. He took off his little brown suit and mended up the holes beautifully with some spider's thread. He washed off a dirty mark and put it in the sun to dry. Then he sat down by the little pool and waited for Grays to come back with the necklace. How lovely I shall look with a string of yellow and brown stones.
acquired it? asked Grace. Don't you think it'd be better to go and give it to the wizard and say you're sorry? Oh no, I couldn't, said Gilly. I should be so afraid that you would be cross with me. Shall I hide it in my burrow for you, Gilly? asked the white rabbit. No, thank you. I know I'm much of a better place. Come with me, Grace, and I'll show you. And off went the two friends as fast as they could. At last they came up to an old mossy wall. Gilly climbed up right to the top and sat there to get his breath. There's a big hole here, Grace, he called, and I'm going to hide the necklace in it. Can I do anything to help you? asked Grace. Yes, scrape up some earth with your hind legs and I'll fill the hole with it so no one can see the necklace shining if they fly over the wall. Grace busily scraped some earth loose. Presently, Gilly climbed down and taking off his brown cap, filled it with earth. Then he climbed up again to the top of the wall. That's just enough, he said. It covers the necklace nicely. Plant some flowers along the top, said Grace, that no one will guess what's underneath it. How clever you are, exclaimed Gilly, scrambling down again. He looked about for some flowers and found a tiny white one with four petals growing in an edge. He pulled them up by the roots and climbed up to the wall again. He planted them carefully along the top and then slid down to the ground. There, that's done, he said. Thank you for helping me, dear Grays. Now let's go home. I'm so tired. You can fetch the necklace in a month's time, said Grays, and put it back again somehow. Gilly went to Grays' burrow for the night, and soon they were both sound asleep. Gilly didn't go near the old wall at all for a long time. If he had, he would have seen something wonderful happen. The white flowers he planted were growing and spreading all along the wall. They were no longer white. They were growing to be great, strong flowers, yellow, red, and brown like necklace. They were beautiful in the sun with their deep colours and soft, velvety petals. They smelled so sweet, and some fairies flying by stopped to look at them. What lovely flowers, cried one. I've never seen anything like them before. And how did they come to be growing there? said another. What a funny place to grow. Best off, let's ask the Queen if she's heard of them. But when the Queen came, she didn't know either, and was very puzzled, because of course she knew the names of all the flowers there were in Fairyland. They must be magic flowers, she said at last. Bring the old wizard here, and I'll ask him if he knows what they are. The old wizard was born groaning and panting and leaning on a strong stick. Just behind came Gilly and Grace, curious to know what everyone was looking at. They were the most astonished to find sturdy yellow and brown flowers growing in the wall. Good afternoon, Sir Wizard, said the Queen. Can you kindly tell me what those flowers are up there on the wall? Good gracious me, he cried. They're exactly the colour of my lost necklace. That means that they're planted over it, for the stones are magic and would turn flowers to yellow and red and brown like themselves. Dear me, said the Queen, but whoever could have put the necklace there? Oh, please, your Majesty, I did, said Gilly, kneeling down in front of the Queen. 
should call them wallflowers, growled the wizard, because of where they're growing. Yes, we will, said the queen. That's a good idea. And we still call them wallflowers wherever they grow, on the top of a wall or in garden beds. Or there are some people who call them gillyflowers, because they remember the naughty little gnome who years ago planted the flowers on the wall to hide the necklace of yellow and brown, and so made the very first wallflowers grow. And that's the end of this evening's chapter.